and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back to the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, the No Name MMA Show. My name is Andy Romero, and today is May 10th. We have UFC 288 to talk about. We have UFC Charlotte to talk about. We have UFC 290 um, that has just been announced and official by Dana White um, and other news. But first, let's talk about UFC 288. We had Bantamweights, the cream of the crop, fighting it out to see who would be the Bantamweight GOAT. That was my proposition going into the fight, and Aljamain Sterling comes up and delivers in a very close fight against Henry Triple C. Sehudo. Um, I don't know how I had it scored. Uh, you know, upon first watch, I thought it could be a 2-2 going into the fifth. I was also thinking that Aljamain Sterling could have it tight, like already won as a 3-1 type of situation, but it was very, very close. I haven't rewatched the fight. I'm not going to. I don't care enough. But uh, Aljamain Sterling gets the strap. He becomes the first UFC Bantamweight champion to defend his belt three times in a row successfully. Dom did it with WEC and UFC, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, at any point in time, you tell me a competitor from now versus a competitor from, you know, 15 years ago, I'm always going to pick the guy from today's day. Um, so yeah, Aljamain Sterling makes history. Henry Cejudo alluding to possibly retiring after the fight. Uh, after a day, he calls out Marab Dwashvili for a fight in UFC Boston, which is targeted for later this year. On the same card that Aljamain Sterling and Sean O'Malley are going to be targeted on. So that'll be fun to see if it goes down that way. And yeah, Aljamain Sterling, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of sad to see the fans rooting for Henry Cejudo in his own backyard. Nobody likes Aljamain Sterling. I think some of the antics that he's done after the fight, I think that Piotr Yanni uh, changed a lot of perspective. It just put something on him that he's not able to kind of wash off, even despite, you know, his impressive performances, his title defenses. Um, I'm hoping that he goes out there, makes it easy work against Sean O'Malley, takes all those fans. Uh, I just wish he stopped being just quite as cringe as he usually is after the fights. But who knows? Congrats, congratulations to him. Um, Henry Cejudo, after three years off, looking like a top five bantamweight, calling out Marab Dushreeli, calling out Aljamain Sterling, having a really close fight with him too. He could have won it depending on how you scored it, but yeah, props to Henry, props to Aljo. Uh, moving on, we had the co-main event of the evening between Gilbert Durino Burns against Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad, for who would be up next between the winner of Leon Edwards and Kobe Covington. And Bilal goes out there, injures uh, Gilbert Burns in the first or second round, uh, tearing his shoulder after a kick where he landed awkwardly and it tore his whatever up. Um, tough luck for Burns. Hopefully he gets, you know, surgery. He gets some time off. He's been fighting so frequently. I'm sure that didn't help the situation. But Bilal Muhammad coming off of Ramadan, coming off of like a two weeks notice, Fighting in five rounds hard against a dude that's game against Gilbert Burns. I mean, what more can you ask for? He has earned the next title shot. Kobe Covington out there saying that, yeah, he needs to fight again, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Um, hopefully, 
Uh, he did have an ankle injury leading into that fight. He does get enough time to recoup, recover, be at the peak of his physical performance because he's going to need it against Leon Edwards or Kobe Covington, depending on who wins. But yeah, congratulations to him for getting the job done. Uh, after that, we had Jessica Andrade getting knocked the fuck out by Yan Nan. She chases her down, throwing hooks wildly, and Yan responds with a straight that knocks her out. Uh, TKO for Andrade in the first, or for Yan in the first round. Then we had Evolev fighting Diego Lopez on five days' notice. This is after Bryce Mitchell fell out of his fight. Uh, Diego Lopez just game as fuck. Uh, I mean, if you if you saw his tattoo and you didn't think this guy was gnarly for having that tattoo on his chest, that billboard on his chest, I just don't know what to tell you. Diego Lopez uh, put up a fight, a very valiant effort. Still gets 50k from Dana White despite the loss. And then Mosvar Evolev, he is calling for a top 10 fight. And he has earned it, in my opinion, for taking on this fight. And Diego Lopez, just so promising. Maybe don't take a fight on five days' notice next time. Let's see what you can do with, you know, a couple of weeks, at least a training camp of some sort. But yeah, congratulations to both guys for their performances. Uh, and no congratulations to Karan Gracie, who is the guy who started off the pay-per-view and looked like he had started the UFC. He looked like an original Gracie, just scooting his butt, making it look like a BJJ match or whatever. Um, now I understand why he was bitching about the fight format. He was just like, yeah, it should be 10 minutes. No, this isn't a BJJ match. This is not a BJJ match. This is MMA. And no, you can't just work on the ground and do whatever you want. Um, I, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like Joe Rogan's, uh, logic when he's like, yeah, if he takes you down, just stay down on the ground and let it, let it just happen. Cool. But it's, again, it is not a jiu-jitsu match it is mma you, we gotta mix it so now do i think that it should always be stood up do i think clinches i, I don't know it just th there's refinement that needs to be made all around for sure but cron gracie's game plan of trying to bait the guard of charles jordan just looks so bad he looked old he looked tired i don't know if it was a bad weight cut he had a bad attitude the whole time uh I, I just don't know. I don't know. For me, in my opinion, after the fight with Cub Swanson, taking all that time off, it just looks like maybe Cub broke him. There's just some of these performances, some of these fights that just, at a physical level, just break you. And you just don't come back from that because that, there, it, um, the quote that I love the most about this is Chael Sonnen's like, you only have so much tough. After the tough is gone, that's it. Game over. Done. And I think Kron just used it all up in that cup fight. I could be wrong, but he's not getting any younger. And after that performance with Charles Jordan, I just don't know. This was going to be the, the, the easy fight that he was going to get in the division. And Charles made it look easy. He had an amazing game plan and just put him on. I, I just, I don't know what happens next with Kron Gracie, but definitely, definitely, definitely don't put him on a pay-per-view because, oh my God, that was terrible. Um... Little side note about UFC 288. In the prelims, Drew Dober got fucking finished by Matt Frivola calling out Patty Pimlet. So I hope that happens. Patty says that he's the easiest way to the top 15 in the lightweight division. And uh, you don't get ranked off of that, buddy. I I'm sorry. I, I don't know what kind of fantasy world you're living in, but sh just shut, shut up, you fatty fat fat. Anyway, moving on from UFC 288. Um, 
we have UFC Charlotte this next weekend, which I am so excited about. Finally get to see a UFC, uh, uh, whatever, a show uh, for the first time ever. Um, you know, I've seen regional shows, regional MMA shows, and uh, I'm just ready for the big time. I'm ready to see what happens. Uh, this is going to be UFC on ABC4, and it's going to be an early card, 11.30 prelims, 3 either 3 or 3.30 for the main card, and I can't wait to see what happens. Shelton Almeida against Jarzinho Rosenstrike, who is the new headline for that fight. We then have Anthony Smith against Johnny Walker to see what happens at light heavyweight when everything shakes out between Jamal Hill and Jiri Prochaska later on. Uh, we had Mackenzie Dern against Angela Hill. That one gets removed from this card and then gets put as a main event for next week. Who, I mean, uh, I just, I mean, it's a tough next week card. Even for, like, hard, hardcore, like, MMA standards. I mean, we're looking at Mackenzie Dern, Edmund Shambazian versus Anthony. Uh, Edmund Shambazian, but that's what I mean. Like, Mackenzie Dern's going to go out there and sub Angela Hill. Anthony Hernandez is going to go out there and sub Edmund Shabazian. I mean, we do have Andre Fialio against Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley making his 170 uh, return. And then... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Carlos Fer Carlo Diego Ferreira against Michael Johnson's dope. But, I mean, that's it. Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Vanessa Dumopoulos. Like, I don't know. Like cool i guess we do have the return of natalia silva who i think is amazing i think her streak at flyweight right now is just unprecedented i think i don't think enough people are talking about her but that is the fight that i'm looking forward to the most it's a prelim fight very early on women's prelim fight by the way so it's just like it's one of those just like that's that's what we have for next week um but let's get back to this week. Uh, after the removal of that, we have Daniel Rodriguez against Ian Gary. Uh, Ian Gary not fighting in Vegas, not fighting in anywhere else, uh, fighting in a weird place against Daniel Rodriguez, who is a game motherfucker at 170. This, I think, is the truest test for Ian Gary. If he does this, he breaks into the top 15, and then it's a short ride to the top for him at welterweight, even though it's going to be a bumpy ride. I mean, you got Killer, Shafkat Rachmanov, Sean Brady, all these other dudes. I can't wait to see what happens there. Um, with the removal of Mackenzie Dern, we have Carl's Olberg from the prelims going up to the main card against Ihor Potiera. Um, yeah, Carlos Olberg is tight, I guess. Anyway, moving on. Then we have the game Tim Means versus Alex Morono, which I think is going to be a bloodbath. I cannot wait to see all these motherfuckers just go at it. I'm so excited. Uh, UFC Charlotte, uh, going to be there. If you're there, if you're listening to this, come hang out, come grab a beer because, yeah, just... Yeah, just to see what happens. I don't know. But that is it for this week's episode. Um, we had UFC 290 announcements made official by Dana White. We finally get Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez set in stone. Brandon Moreno against Alexander Pantoja as well set for that card. No John Jones, no Sipa Miacic. That will be for some later date whenever that gets made. Um, and then we have the return of Tom Aspinall getting announced against Marcin Tybura this coming July, back in the O2 Arena, back headlining. Hopefully nothing but the best for Tom Aspinall, who looked spicy at 277 in one of those posts on Instagram. So he had his healing time done well while he was out. But yeah, 
that's it for this week's episode. If I can say so, I do think it's the best one yet. Wouldn't be here without you. Invest in your mental health. And as always, fuck you, John Jones. Peace. Bye-bye.